1: Kanye West, he is digging in, issuing a non-apology
2: apology in a new interview after his anti-Semitic, anti-black comments. Listen to this. My question for you is, do you now regret saying I death free day. on Jewish people? Are you sorry you said that?
3: No. I think it matters. You should be. Absolutely not. You know, I will say I'm sorry for the people that I hurt with the defcon the the confusion that i call i feel mm. like i call i cause hurt and confusion and i'm sorry for the families of the people that had nothing to do with the the trauma that i had been through and that i use my platform where you say
1: hurt people hurt people and i i was hurt kanye west good morning everyone a little bit after 10 on a saturday morning the 22nd of october 2022 710 K us i'm peter boris good to be back 77 will be the high today, and the bottom drops out. we got rain coming in tomorrow, standing by for David Kopel. And Kanye West said he would go to Def CON 3, and he doesn't know there's five, but on Jewish people, and it's now removed tweet. And you heard him talk about it. And Kanye West said that he's going to DEFCON 3 on Jews, and Twitter removed the tweet. And West is accused of the rest of it. Standing by for David. Also, and then coming up, Joe O'Day for 10 minutes. And I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> it's going be, to be an interesting 10 minutes. I, I'm not big on having many candidates on a radio show. I think it's redundant, but uh, we will have him. He's had a pretty interesting week. The shoot that we do, the shoot that we do has uh, been a lot of fun. And this is Jerry Bell. And Jerry Bell, for 35 years, was the news director at KOA Radio. And he was at the Berg dinner, and I said, JB. And he came in, and he did the shoot. And the next shoot is Brother Jeff. And Brother Jeff will do this Wednesday with us on 710 KNUS. Again, standing by, we should have – We I thought we spoke for a moment. So let me do this while we're standing by and get ready to bring David Coppola on. Studies show that risk factors for heart attacks and diabetes and dementia increase our hormones and metabolism – it's clear that keeping her hormones at optimal levels is vital for ideal health, helps to reduce body fat, improve muscle tone, energy levels, cognitive ability. I had such a week with Dr. McCallan, and I promised when I got the chance to talk about her, she is a healer. She's a one of a kind. And Dr. Watt, of course, has sent Genetics, help you all the same ways metabolism and hormones and be balanced and healthy with the elite health evaluations. But there's just something about McAllen or maybe how I just – and she – we sat in the office and she pulled so many wonderful things for me. And she is a – if is a healer, it's Dr. McAllen. They'll take detailed looks at your body, your system, your brain, your bones, your muscles, your heart, and your lungs, and have a supervised plan to keep your weight off and gain lean muscle mass and increase your mental clarity. Call today to schedule your Elite Health Evaluation – you receive complimentary food allergy tests and I've turned that's 850 bucks call Cenogenics now 3 here's the number 720 387 3681 you talk to Michelle 720 387 3681 720 387 3681 visit the website denver.cenogenics.com denver.cenogenics.com do yourself a huge favor. There's a one of a kind, Dr. McCallan, 720 387 3681, waiting for David, 710 uh, K in U.S. Denver's toxin. There it is. I say this all the time. When we did Colorado Inside Out on Channel 12, I think I hosted it for 17 years, and this man is at the table, and I always paraphrased, uh, stole from Jack Kennedy when he said when uh, it was at that, that, that dinner that they had was Pablo Casals, and I think. Carl Sandberg and I forget who else was there. He said, the greatest gathering of minds in the White House, except when Thomas Jefferson dined alone. Ladies and gentlemen, my Thomas Jefferson, David Copel. David, good morning. <laughs> good morning. Thank you for that, that nice introduction. No, but it's true. I mean, I and Kevin Flynn and I were together uh, two Saturday nights ago for the Hall of Fame uh, induction of Allen, and uh, so many things came up, and we were talking about when we did inside out together, all of us, and, uh, that you were always there and, oh, and I still, I still, I still see you on the show. So that's good. Do a quick bio,
2: David. So people know who you are. Um, sure. I'm the, the research director at the independence Institute, which is, uh, one of the oldest state level think tanks in the United States. I'm also an adjunct, uh, law professor at Denver university. Um, My parents practiced law together for many years as Coppola and Coppola, and my dad served as a Democratic state representative uh, from Denver for 11 terms.
1: When people talk about the traditional Democrat, the Democrat of my childhood, how much has the party changed from the working FDR, Harry Truman Democrats, Jack Kennedy Democrats, to where we are
2: now? Um, To me, it feels like a lot. I mean, I, I grew up with... We were not a religious family, but definitely John F. Kennedy was the uh, yeah. the household saint. Um, and that, you know, and, and Hubert Humphrey and, you know, all, Walter Mondale, all those people who were, you know, very much liberals in the sense that liberal was used after uh, from the Franklin Roosevelt administration mm-hmm. onward. Um, you know, so they were definitely, you know, not afraid of big government, but also realistic about it. So, for example, my dad sponsored the, the first bill in the nation, which was copied in lots of other places, called a sunset law, which says that regulatory agencies, especially ones that regulate professions like, you know, cosmetology or shorthand mm-hmm. reporters, um, they have to, they don't, they're not guaranteed to have infinite life. Say every 10 years they have to go through a cycle uh, where they will either disappear unless the le- legislature chooses to renew them. And that was, not because my dad was, was anti-government, uh, but the point was he, he saw how these regulatory agencies often operate for the benefit of the incumbents in the business to the detriment of consumers and to the detriment of other people who would like to get into the business.
1: My, my dad and my uncles and, you know, the men that helped raise us, and we're talking about voting. David Copel's here, Peter Boyle, 710K. It It's the very first time I voted. I'm working in a steel mill. And I can retell the story. The there's the time shacks that, or where you come into the mill and out of the mill. And our shop steward, Lou Alio, and he stood there with a list and it went, "Snap, snap, this is who your union endorses." Next man, "Snap, snap, this is who your union endorses." They're all Democrats, obviously. I said they could have just given you a piece yeah, of a piece of yeah. paper that said Democrat on it, but yeah, and 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 this sort of this is the working man. This is the party of the working man. Yeah. Um, and that's out the window
2: now. So. <laughs> yeah, that that that's definitely true. And then the parties have really switched and the Republicans today are becoming yes. much more the working man's party. Yes, yes. And, the, you know, and it's the Democrats who are, you know, really run by the, you know, uh, Ivy League intellectuals who are uh, very smart, but sometimes really out of touch with the reality. And this gets to the point of why Reagan won. Um, That's I was just talking pushing about pushing too it. hard. That's right. Yeah, yeah pushing too hard to, to influence, push their own personal cultural values on everybody else as a mandate. Remember, not only did he look like it, but Adlai
1: Stevenson, Bobby Kennedy, they used that term "egghead," and right. he, he looked like an egghead. But they that he was an egghead. An egghead meant you know you're intellectually superior, and and. Uh, that was nothing that the old man and his friends wanted. They, they, you know, they were FDR right. guys and Harry Truman guys, and Jack, they're big Jack Kennedy guys.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and Kennedy didn't mind being around eggheads, but he also had a uh, he <laughs> had some common sense about yes. uh, not to follow him all the way necessarily.
1: Yeah, no, everything you say. David Koppel's here. Um, the rise of anti-Semitism, and uh, just you know, two Saturday nights ago, we collectively, and again. Albie Siegel and Kevin Flynn and Susan Ryman and so many people. And now there's a a plaque and a a display rather of the life and times of Alan Berg, who was in fact killed for these exact same reasons. What do you do with this, David, to see this on college campuses? This Kanye Mm -hmm. West guy, I I don't know what to do with him. So I'll turn it over to you.
2: I don't know what to do with Kanye West either. And I was never like some big fan of his music. So um, this, this is a controversy that's much bigger for many people than, than it is for me. But the, the broader problem you're talking about is absolutely is, is the rise of anti semitism on campus, you know, which is in, in a way has been around for a long time. So, you know, one of the reasons uh, schools like, say, Harvard mm-hmm. and Stanford um, changed their admissions criteria in the 1950s. Was they said, oh man, if, if we, keep, you know, if we admit people based on grades and standardized test scores, uh, the Jews are going to be running this place. Yeah. And so they said, oh, we will, well, we will take those grades and scores into account, but we're going to look for the well-rounded guy. Mm-hmm. And the well-rounded guy was, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that in theory, but what in practice it meant is like, oh, the a, a guy who's a, a, a nice fellow who is a captain of uh, sure one of the sports teams at one of the prep schools and we'll let him in ahead of the Jew mm-hmm. with, with better grades, uh, cause he's more well-rounded and, and you know, and, and, obviously that, that kind of discrimination still goes on massively sure. at, at Harvard and Stanford and other places, except now it's, and it still involves discrimination against Jews. Um, but it added to that and on a much larger scale, is discrimination against people of Asian uh, ancestry?
1: What's well, the hail fellow well met? And it was in the Ivy League schools, and I'm um, I'm always intrigued by people that got Ivy League educations. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, if you say no, I mean, there's a great line. You know how you can tell a Tesla driver, David.
2: How can you tell a Tesla driver, David?
1: Don't worry, he'll tell you.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> so that is true.
1: I have friends, physicians, yeah. who say, "You know, you can tell someone went to Harvard Medical School." And I go, "No, how?" I so, "Don't worry, he'll tell you." Um, right? Yeah. And so, you know th- th- that, and those guys—they were—they also were the CIA. They're also the. You know so many different influencers, the the Ivy League schools, but right. n- but how much of this now is pro-Palestinian?
2: Well, or it, 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 it's anti-Israel. Uh, the Palestinians are uh, the object of sympathy only because they're the 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 cutting edge of the war against Western civilization. You know, so anyway, back back you know, back to Harvard and okay. the Ivies and. I guess I should tell you, I graduated from Ivy League School, Brown University. I know you did. In 1982. No. Uh, Okay. Um, But I don't own a Tesla. Um, (laughs) Anyway, once you you got on campus, whether it was 1955 or 1980, you know, freedom of speech was extremely broad. And, you know, if you happen to be pro-Israel and even wanted to found a pro-Israel student group, or you wanted to belong to some Jewish You know, affinity group like Hillel House, you know that was fine, and it it was no big issue. And you know, the discrimination we talked about in terms of admissions at the highly selective schools, you know, that didn't go on so much at you know less selective Mm -hmm. schools, where you know, like the big state college, wasn't it? The city schools, yeah, was the
1: was the heart and soul of a lot of that,
2: right? Right, exactly. Um, But as part of the attack on Western civilization that's been building over the last 30 years and has really intensified in the last five or 10. Hatred of Israel has become a mandatory uh, thing for people who want to be progressive uh, to believe in. So, you know, if if you're a a (coughs) lesbian, excuse me, you know, if, if, let's say you're a, you're a lesbian student there, and you thought Elizabeth Warren was just the bee's knees, mm. and you wanted her to volunteer for a campaign, and you said, oh, yeah, let's, let's raise taxes, expand the welfare state, do all of those kinds of things. You know, I'm 100% for all the things she believes in, but you would also say, but I, I think the Jewish people have a right to their historic homeland. The state of Israel has a right to exist. I don't. You might say I don't agree with every policy of every Israeli government, but I think Israel uh, should continue to be the homeland uh, for the Jewish people. Then you're out. If you, if you don't want to, if you don't want to exterminate the state of Israel on the modern campus, then you're some kind of right-wing fascist. They, they say.
1: Yeah. Our our guest is the one and only David Kopel, and this event has happened in this country with. Kanye West going to death con three I and his stuff. And I I like you, I don't know anything at all about yay, but uh, I, for a couple of days, because I knew we were going to talk, he isn't, or at least uh, I haven't found where he's anti-Zionist. He's just like, and then someone said, well, he's off his meds. I said, well, that's not an excuse. I mean, it's not an excuse anymore. Right. Um, come on. right Yeah. But it's just this basic. He, he doesn't bring foreign policy into anything. He's not. He's not. But he says they control the media, they control the music, they control. And that goes back to the stuff that those men believed when they murdered Alan Berg. I mean, it's a total different thing than right. being anti-Zionist. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, yeah, absolutely. I and mean, then, you know, Alan Berg, my late brother who had a career in radio, was sure. a uh, yeah. a huge fan of Alan yeah. Berg. And, and just for listeners who don't remember, I mean, Alan Berg was really the founder in many ways of, of the talk radio format. Indeed. On, in Colorado Radio. Agreed. You know, and he was, his style was pretty harsh and argumentative, but people, you know, that's what people tuned in for. It was numbers. And. He, yeah, and he, well, he, and he he was against neo-Nazis. You know, he thought yeah. Hitler was wrong for, for the first time, and people today who thought Hitler had the right idea, he was mm-hmm. very strongly against them. Yeah. And as, as you said, they they murdered him.
1: Yeah. And having said that, it wasn't much the What they thought of him, and I wish Kevin were here again, but there's this mythical shadow government called the Zog, Z-O-G. And it stood for the Zionist occupying or occupied government, and they yeah. ha- they invented this this monster called the Zog, and they thought that Allen was a spokesperson for the Zog, and like, um, you know, Joseph Goebbels was the Gauleiter, and they invented this um, Hebrew German Yiddish word. That they said that was who Alan really was, and I see this. I don't know how much you've been bouncing around or listening to um, these people. These they're drinking the blood of the infants, and John Junior.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that you know, that's been the, that's called the blood libel. You know, right, sure, of course it is. Jews for the Passover, you know, make uh, from, they make the Passover right. matzah with the blood of Christian that's babies. Right. You know, it's been around for hundreds of years. And, you know, and you've got people and you've always had people, I would say, like the, you know, the neo-Nazis who, you know, we politically in the American context put them on the far right. um, But you are not even though not. I've had to explain.
1: I've had to explain to intellectual lightweights. It's the National Socialist. That was the club. That was who they were. And for somebody, National Socialist German Workers Party, there you go is,
2: is what Nazis a shorthand for? Absolutely. Remember what was the second word? Socialist. Yeah, socialist. yeah sure. And, and and you know and, and and in fact, there was you know an article in uh, uh, the Denver Post last Sunday, which uh, uh, railing all against Colorado's history standards, uh, because it, it, the uh, thanks to Steve Durham, the former it. state legislator. Yeah, they they say what the full name of that German party was Mm -hmm. national socialist German workers party. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then the, the author, I think it's Erica Meltzer brings in all these professors who say, well, oh, you know, they weren't real socialists, (laughs) you know, the same as like, you know, after, after Stalin uh, ended up looking Uh, bad historically, well, that wasn't real communism. That wasn't real socialism. Well, in, in the real world, socialism has a, wide no. variety of things. in, it. This... And there are people in, in Sweden who think of themselves as socialists and are also, you know, very much believers in, in democracy and free mm-hmm. speech. Mm-hmm. And there are also people around the world who are also just as sincerely socialists, who are totalitarians, mm-hmm. like the Nazis were. Oh, sure. And, you know, the, the Nazis left most of the economy nominally in private hands, and so that you'd but, say, "Oh, well, that's not real socialism." No. well, it is you know it's you know, it's actually just more efficient socialism where you have the you know the big old families, that the are farm used to running these big businesses that's right if you love the crops and all that that's right, yeah and and well, and we instead of like saying, "Well, we're going to come in and run these companies, well, maybe we're not so good managerially to do that, We leave them in the hands of people who know how to run them, and all these people who who know how to run them, they do whatever we tell them, sure. So it, it, yeah, it's a socialized economy. Of course, it is. Um, yeah, just with well, you know, nominally it, in private hands.
1: I say this all the time. People that scream words like fascism or fascist have no idea what it means. It just sounds good, right? And the crops and the farbens and the bears and everybody, they had. There's a historical preference or theory called riding the tiger, and they rode the tiger, and they yeah. ro- they chose the tiger over the communist. The great fear was the Bolsheviks, so they have this yeah. guy, and a lot of it's soil and blood, you know. A lot of it is mixed up in a, you know, in this in a religion that they ultimately wanted to get away from, but yeah, they were National Socialists. And um, here's an interesting thing: when you read the apologists for Stalin, you don't ever you don't read a National Socialist apologizing for Hitler. They don't. They just say, you right. know, I mean, they.
2: It's like oh, they, they, they would say he made some mistakes. Yeah, but like, yeah, but yeah, he should have he should have listened to his generals more. Yes, more. That's yeah. right. That's
1: right. And they do, And but under, under Stalin, there's all the, you know, well, Khrushchev denounces them. But it's always fascinating to me when you come to the part of the the national socialist. They call him the great one. They still call him the great ones Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Can I can I keep you, David? I, I, I really need to do some things. Can I can I get you stay with me for a little bit? Sounds good, David yep, Copel. All right, I'm going to put that. Hope, hope that's hold. That's hold. Cowboy Moving and Storage recommended mover. Go to cowboymoving.com and click on customer reviews. It's incredible. All these reviews very positive. Google rating. Here's what they do. This is like the coolest thing. They call it loads and holds, and Cowboy Moving can do a load and hold for you. Basically, if you're moving into a new office, a residence, moving your mom, whatever it is, you got to leave a current location before the new place is available. It's happened. So. The guy bought this place, or you're going to get out of this office, but that office isn't ready, or your new home isn't ready, or you got to move mom. They do the load, they they're called load and hold trailers, and they work. They work well, and they're short term or long term storage. What makes Cowboy the recommended mover? The men who do the job, we worked with them. They're just like a home run. Many of these guys have been with Cowboy for years, truly what makes the difference. Now, here's my make, make, make a call. And get an estimate. So you got to do. You got to do this? Okay. From loads to holds to moving. Get an estimate. It, you'd be amazed. So it's simple 303 789 2200. Easy one. 303 789 2200. 303 789 2200. And a portion of every move goes to Freedom Service Dogs, which is way cool. But just call them. Residential, commercial moves, they do it all. The load and holds are the best. 303 789 2200. Saturday morning, everyone, the 22nd of October. This is a good one. October 22, 2022. 710 k in U.S. I'm Peter Boyles. Good morning. David Copel's with me. Uh, all is well in the world. The weather looks like it's, well, I know what I'm going to do. I made a bunch of guys of motorcycles after this puppy's over. 77 to high, but tomorrow showers and it kind of rolls into the weather. Uh, our shoot, we should get David to do a shoot with us. Our shoot on YouTube. And this week it was Jerry Bell. Uh, who's news director for 35 years at KOA, and it's just a great one. You can go to our website, 710 knuscom click on me, click on the shoot. Next week, Brother Jeff's going to do the show. Are you still, and haven't, again, done this about potentially selling your home? It might be a rough time, or there's a great success story. It's called Gay Ribble. She's called, and she's known. She's my friend, Gay Ribble, with Empower Team of Keller Williams Realty DTC, one of the top real estate companies in our area, so when it comes to selling homes, there's no one better in power team than gay. She grew up in Arvada, has become a friend. she's a local market expert and people say, well, it's a tough time right now. Yeah, it's flipped. used to be a you know a seller's market now. So what's gay's secret? Other agents make, uh, make big promises. Gay Ribble will give you a guarantee in writing to sell your home at 100 percent of your asking price so she will pay the difference in cash to you. She's able to do it because Gay has the buyers. She has 15,179 <laughs> 15, buyers on the exclusive Buyers and Waiting program. Gay sold Peter and Cheyenne's home. We saw this over asking price of multiple offers and helped them get their dream home. Beat out multiple other buyers. Give Gay Ribble with Empower Team at 833-301-SOLD. Easy number, 833-301-SOLD. If you're jammed up right now or don't want to do or you need some questions answered, GayHasTheBuyers.com is the website. She spells it G-A-Y-E, Buyers.com. Again, easy number, 833-301-S-O-L-D. Our guest is the one and only David Kopel. We're talking about Kanye West, but we're talking about so many different things. Interesting from the wall, it says, David, what is the proper definition, definition pardon me, of anti-Semitism? I don't think I even know. Should have begun there.
2: Um, so, how does how do you answer that? Well, I'm, I'm not sure. This is the the tech, there are you know competing definitions out there and, and official things. I just describe it as, as somebody who's against the Jews because they're Jews. Hmm. and
1: I've said oftentimes Arabs are Semites, and when someone well, says that yes. they're anti Zionist.
2: Um, yeah, and, and and people say, well, you know, I, I hate all the Jews, but you know, I like uh, the Saudi Arabians, yeah. and the Saudi Arabians are <laughs> Semites too, because they are. That's right. You know, I mean that that yeah, and and, and that's that that that's word quibbling. Yeah, you know, uh, the the way we use anti-Semite in the English language. In, in the, the West. In the 21st in, centuries, yeah. In the West. Yeah, and, and anti-Semite is, is somebody against the Jews. Yeah. But if, you know, you got somebody who's against the Arabs and, you know, on the basis of their ethnicity, yeah. and you want to say they're an anti-Semite too, you know, um, I i wouldn't try to talk you out of that. Yeah, but
1: there's no Arab, um, like, there's no tradition of dealing with Arabs in the New World or dealing with Arabs in England or during during, you know, dealing with Arabs in, in Europe and the Semitic representation is happens to be Jewish. And I, that's what I always answer. It's like, you know, you can't go there and do this, but you can go this and do there. And it's stupid no yeah. matter, but it, it's interesting. It's an interesting question. And where, where is it? Where, you know, like as both of us are buff history readers, where are the, where are the roots of all of this?
2: Is it Oh, inc- the roots of anti-Semitism? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you, you, boy, you can read about it in the Bible and lots sure. of older sources. Um, you know, some people have said it's the world's oldest prejudice. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it keeps changing in in style. Um, you know, it used to be as of say, 1974. If if somebody said, "Oh, well, I'm against the Jews," you'd you'd probably think of them as some uh, you know, kind of old, maybe aristocratic prejudice kind of person. But the, uh, you know, the, the left in the United States has really uh, brought anti-Semitism back into the political mainstream. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Which is really interesting because the roots of the left in this country, in the intellectuals, were the people who survived. And there's a real sense of finding equity. And if, you know, if you read Marx on Marx's level, Without really reading Marx, is I don't know how much sense that makes. And a lot of those guys, I mean, they they were the intellectuals, the intelligentsia, and they were influenced by all of that. And now it's really more interesting to see. I guess is it the new, new, new left? How do you define these guys now, David?
2: I, I well, I, you know, back to where we were starting. I would say, you know, Franklin Roosevelt, John mm-hmm. F. Kennedy, Hubert Humphrey, Harry Truman. <laughs> those kind of democrats were you know they uh, they had a lot of optimism about mm-hmm. what a, what a big federal government could accomplish uh but they and they were also very strong american patriots you know they they thought america was the the best country in the world that had ever existed they were but, also very aware of all the problems america had at present and and historically and they wanted to to fix them uh but you know knowing america's flaws uh, they didn't turn that into into hating America. Just the opposite. Could, they wanted could... to continue to improve America to make it fully yeah. uh, Do... live up to all it, it, its dreams and, and and standards. And however, there's also a part of the left that says no. I mean, we can't have you know the full really uh, totalitarian state we want um, unless we we get rid of America as it currently sure, exists, sure. unless we eliminate the family. You know, John F. Kennedy was, was very pro family, like like everybody was at the time. Well, he's an Irish, like, he's an
1: Irish Catholic.
2: But let me come yeah. let, let me call right. let
1: me throw this question and I we'll come back to you. Could Jack Kennedy be a Democrat today?
2: Um he'd have a lot of problem problems getting the nomination well, of he his would, party he would smell it. in most in in most districts in the country. You know, could you find some? you know, could he uh, get the Democratic nomination from from Western Kansas? Uh, Probably, yes, he might have a a shot at that. But, you know, not not in a lot of places. I I think it's Hmm. uh, well, you know, I mean, look look at who the the candidates are. I mean, just Tim Ryan, Mm -hmm. um, who's the Ohio Democratic Senate nominee. Um, You know, he's to the left of where John F. Kennedy was, but, but he's somewhere still in that tradition of trying to appeal. Uh, to the working man Having some common sense uh, But, you know, Kennedy was a very Mainstream uh, Democrat in his day, he'd be At best on the margins And have to pick his uh, his District pretty carefully if he was going to have a chance oh,
1: I agree, I, I don't think You know, any of those I'm a huge FDR fan FDR wouldn't have a snowball's chance Today, um, Harry Truman, forget About it um, I've never been a Lyndon Johnson fan, but Certainly yeah, me neither. You know, certainly Jack Kennedy. I mean, when I'm a kid, it's Jack Kennedy, you know, and, uh, you know, I yeah. know we all know too much now. We've all read too many books and uh, but boy, at that moment, he he set him up. And I think to myself, could Jack Kennedy? No. My answer is no, he could not. He could not be. He might be able to become a senator from Massachusetts. But given, you know, given Elizabeth Warren and other people, I don't think he could. I mean, it's just me, but um so I don't think
2: he could get the Democratic nomination from Massachusetts. Oh heavens, I agree man. with that.
1: So now on college campuses, does this have its roots in being pro-Palestinian or is this going back to, as you pointed out, what it was like in the 30s? It, it's more like it was
2: I, I'd say it's more like the 30s. And, you know, there are you know look I I you know I went to high school with Palestinians mm-hmm. um so you know I I understand their their point of view and um you know and they they were nice people and I was glad to be their friend um, but there are uh there's a lot of folks for whom it's less about being pro palestinian if you were pro palestinian mm-hmm. the israelis have had for decades peace offers on the table in fact you know yes or arafat Actually signed a peace deal yes, under, he did. You know yes, uh, he did. President right. Clinton, right. and you know promptly went back to his insiders and said, "Look this is just a temporary thing. this is a tactical thing we 're still out to exterminate the state of Israel, uh, but you know we're, we're doing this for tactical purposes right now and in you know in a few years later, he was starting up another war mm-hmm. against israel um, there's a lot of folks who are less genuinely concerned about the Palestinians who have Missed every uh, many, many opportunities for peace. Uh, and the Palestinians just happen to be the face of anti is, you know, the way you can say you're anti. It's roots are it's, it's
1: yeah. deep. I mean, it's it's. Um, there's a lot of double crossing taking place. I'm a I'm a, I'm a fan of the life of Lawrence. Uh, Balfour. I mean, there's enough, right. There's enough cut and dry. But it gets down to after the Holocaust, after the Shoah, and that's where the rubber meets the road, and um, it's not going to change. And I remember being in a chow line in Israel with a young uh, Israeli woman, and she had her weapon over her shoulder, and I don't think—I bet—I don't think she was twenty. Maybe she was. And I said, "When will it end?" She said, "Well, not in my lifetime." Which I thought was, you know, I mean, it's like being a Catholic in Ireland in the 1800s. It was like
2: right, know. and and it, and it turned out, that that finally did end. Yeah. You know, again, another in, in the in the Clinton administration yeah. with the, with the Good Friday Accords, right. which which included the people on both sides, the right. Irish Protestants and the Irish Catholics it had to be right. Yes. Finally, having enough maturity to say, look, this has been going on. Yeah, come on, and it's 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 bringing us both down. Yeah, you know, why why don't we like live together peacefully and and prosperously? Mm-hmm. And no, it's all and, true. You know, in that. Yeah, and and you know, as soon as the state of Israel was declared, uh, all these Arab countries immediately declared war on it and tried so to exterminate it in, in the nineteen forty-eight to nineteen forty-nine mm-hmm. war, and they they didn't succeed. Um, but you know, yes, when would it end? Well, you you have uh, Egypt mm-hmm. uh, and Jordan under the uh, under President Carter making peace deals with Egypt. With with Israel, you and Israel, then under no, President no, no, Reagan, no, no. you have the you have some you know some of the Gulf states, mm-hmm. and Sudan and Morocco mm-hmm. making peace with Egypt. So in the Arab world, yeah, there's there's more and more who are recognizing. Hey, you know what? Uh, we've been using you know we used Israel anti Israel for domestic politics for a long time, keep the people mad at Israel rather than mad at the dictatorship that we are. Um, and now those countries are realizing, <laughs> you know what? Actually. We better stick with Israel because both of us have an interest in resisting this Iranian it's uh, imperialism. True. And remember,
1: yeah. and remember, Iranians are not Arabs. They're not Semites. And right. as as ridiculous as that sounds, it's important. And they don't share their their Shia. They're they're Aryan. Um, yeah. And I had an experience in in uh, the last time I was in Middle East, and I was in the UAE. And talking to this guy, and I said, you know, who are you afraid of? And I didn't mean it you know, in that way. He said $40 a barrel oil, and he thumbed across the Persian Gulf, and he said in there. He wasn't afraid of Israel. He wasn't afraid of the Zionists. <laughs> he was afraid. Yeah. He was afraid of the mullahs. That was their right.
2: fear. Israel's not going to invade the Persian Gulf no. and, you know, drop nuclear bombs no. on, uh, no. No. you know, ports in Saudi Arabia. So wrap it up. Um, it's age old.
1: Uh, I, I love your responses to this. Um, religion plays out an important role in it. Islam plays a role in it. Christianity plays a role in it. Um, the blood libel, as you point out, does it end, David? Yeah, there, the,
2: um, no, there, there's probably not not until the you know the end of time and the uh, lion lays down with the lamb and, yeah. and all that, but in in the present course of ordinary human history, there, there's always going to be anti-Semitism because sure. there's always been evil. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, uh, you can be a good Christian or a good Muslim and be friends with Jews, and of course many, many are, but there are, there are some twisted elements within both religions that would say you have to hate, hate the Jews. Um, but it, mm-hmm. it's more broader than that. It, it's really an attack. I mean, I the, 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 Jew, the Jewish people and religion— are one of the major foundations of Western civilization. Mm-hmm. And so the people who want to destroy Western civilization, they want to go right at the root. And they are, they are right to, uh, in, in that sense, uh, to go after the Jews, because the Jews uh, helped cause this whole problem, as, as these guys did, mm-hmm. of, of Western civilization existing. You
1: take care of yourself. Um... Okay, thank you. Thank you, Thank David, you for your time. You. David, David Copelver. We go to Opens 303-696-1971. Joe O'Day coming up. And so this happened for me last week. I They get a call on this. Hey, Peter, you know, Denver, they want to put lights on your house. I'm, I've always wanted to have lights. My grandson, we do this thing where we, we drive around and now, now I've gotten to the point where my son drives and my grandson and I look at the lights and just cool like, and they did this job. On, and I haven't turned them on yet. We've turned them on, test drive them. But I'm going to surprise my grandson, plug them in on Christmas, or not on Christmas, on Thanksgiving. Christmas light installers. you got to do this. Um, it is just incredible. They do the work. Half price, that's right, half price. What does half price mean? Wow. It means you get $2,500 value of stunning Christmas lights on your home for half price. They'll light them up. And don't you always want to do this? You drive by other people's house and go, Man, I got light envy. Go to denverhalfprice.com and enter to win your very own Christmas light display for the holiday season. The winner will be chosen Saturday, November 19th, right here on the show, right after the show. Check out their work, please. DenverChristmasLightInstallers.com. And the guys are great up on the roof doing stuff. 303 521 0588, 303 521 0588. 303-521-05-0588. do not forget I mean it's just wonderful. And they're gonna when I light the house up, we'll take a picture. Don't forget Denverhalfprice.com, denverhalfprice.com, and enter to win your own Christmas display. But geez, you gotta do this. I mean it is you waited long enough. My dad had like six lights. And he would unplug them and plug them back in. <laughs> My brother and I were talking about it. 303. Five two one oh five eight eight. They're wonderful. Thanks for coming on the show, Christmas light installers. Made it, everybody. It's ten forty eight. 12 before the hour. Joe O'Day coming up Saturday morning, the twenty second of October. All my outlaw biker friends. When are you going to be here? <laughs> I'm going to go home, get the bike changed. Seventy seven, warm and windy, and then tomorrow, I don't know, showers. Now the temperature is dropping. It's snowing up high, and uh, late last week. Alan Samuel and I and Alan's new girlfriend and all, we went because she needed to get skis and spent the evening with all the guys at Larson Ski and Sport. And I I learned more, and I'm like a geek skier. I learned more about ski boots, (laughs) just watching her get new ski boots. And the people that, I mean, people that, you know, you go into one of those major ski rental places. They got some kid that did not know it just slapping boots on people. Ski boots take work to do it right boots boards for tune-ups get ready for stuff and finally time maybe for some new gear and he's to the walls with new stuff I and mean, owe it to yourself to pay a visit larson ski and sport john marriott located to south of i-70 on kipling so you're westbound on i-70 get off on the kipling exit come down to ramp make a left go back underneath i-70 head south come out the other side of the tube there's the crab shack and then there it is larson ski and sport seven days a week I don't care what you do, ski boots. You know, Alan bought a pair of uh, uh, snowshoes. Uh, They're so convenient. You can stop on your way up the hill or stop on your way home. We're talking about it tonight because now Liam, my grandson, is now bigger than last year, so he has to do some rentals. And it's just they're the guys. I mean, they really know what they're doing. Larson Ski and Sport, South 570 on Kipling. Uh, Website's L-A-R-S-O-N, LarsonSport.com, 303-423-0654. 423, but just walk, forget the phone number, 0654, but just walk in. You'll be glad that you did. This is, oh man, I spilled some coffee. Marvin, you're on a radio show. Good morning.
3: (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to spill my coffee on you. Thanks for the call, Peter. Hey, you scared me uh, because I'm a diehard constitutional, and I know you ain't too religious, and neither am I. But I do believe in God, American type of guy. Uh, It scared me a lot, Peter, when you just said that you love FDR, because to me, uh, he's the antithesis of what George Washington would have wanted. So I'm curious what your comment is. Thank you for that.
1: Well, I mean, I I don't know even how to respond to it. I mean, um, probably. And it could make a historical argument, but probably the finest war leader. Uh, Was maybe tied with Abraham Lincoln. Uh, FDR was a great war leader, and one of the reasons you don't speak German is Franklin Roosevelt or Japanese.
3: Okay, thank you. No, no, don't hang up. Don't hang up. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I I mean, you understand that
1: you understand that FDR was a wonderful war leader.
3: I had not considered that perspective. Uh, huh. I appreciate you sharing that with Interesting. me. Interesting. And, uh, and I question, because of my perspective of all of those uh, monkey puppets that they install into that seat, uh, uh, somebody pulls those strings. I don't believe it was FDR that did any of that. Did what? And so, pardon
1: me? That did what? Who are the monkey puppets?
3: Every president of the United States, let's just put it succinctly in my book. Now, Ronald, Wendell,
1: whoa, whoa. Ronald Reagan is a monkey puppet?
3: Sorta. He for was, who? Uh,
1: who was he a monkey puppet for? Uh, all we have
3: to do is sort of take a quick look at his cabinet and the rascals who wrote his coattails. George, Schultz, George for-
1: Schultz is a monkey puppet?
3: I'm not talking about Schultz. You well, know, you oh. want to look at Cheney. You want to look at all the. Rest he didn't have of it. Cheney, wasn't
1: up. Cheney, wasn't a cabinet member for, for for Reagan. Oh, he Cheney had nothing to do with Reagan or the Bushes. No, inter- no, 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 no. You're he jumping. You said you say things. Make sure they stick. But what no, was no, what was Dick Cheney the secretary of?
3: Never mind, Peter. Let me get back okay. to FDR. All right. You know, I'm, I'm curious. So, in the rabbit hole, and I have this kind of thing, and I don't know everything, and I know that the history is written by the winners and all that stuff.
1: All right, go ahead.
3: What's your take on the uh, conspiracy theory? And I'm uncommitted, I'm just curious what your perspective is here. On uh, they say some folks think that they offed FDR because he refused
1: to drop that bomb on the Japs. He knew he was good. Oh, that's not him. true. He said, no. He's the one who planned it. He's the one to put the money up. He's the one that started the project. It was called the Manhattan Project University of Chicago under the field. That was all FDR. That was let me finish. That was that was all FDR. And had he lived, had he lived, um, he would have used it just as Harry Truman did.
3: Let me ask you this, man. Do you believe... By the
1: way, uh, who would... The old, he, was, he was a dying man. Who was going to off him?
3: <laughs> who
1: runs the Federal no, Reserve? No, no, no. You know, you, you're like... The, I love these calls, and I hear it now from time to time when I listen to talk radio. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's stupid. I mean, you need to get some help. I mean, truly, Federal you need. Is, is... the Federal Reserve stupid, Peter? He didn't... For FDR had nothing to do with the Federal Reserve. And the Federal Reserve has nothing to do with how America... That was Woodrow Wilson, not FDR. Right. Okay, that was
3: way back. Yeah, okay. So the Federal Reserve has nothing to do with the presidency of the United States.
1: I said nothing like that. You said, you said okay. what about the Federal Reserve? And FDR had nothing to do with the Federal Reserve. It was already in place. It was done, and- by, it was done by Woodrow Wilson.
3: So there's no way the Federal Reserve is, uh, shall we say, uh, any type of the Zionist puppet masters. No way are they
1: related, oh right, Peter? God. Well, since we just oh got done, God, since dude. we just got done talking about ignorant people, uh, so the you, F now the, the wait a minute, the Federal Reserve. Who were the men who went to create the Federal Reserve? You tell me, Peter. No, no, you said they were the Zionist you puppet or something. Listen, office. guys like you. So tell me who who met. You don't even know where they. You know where they met to create the to create the reserve. Right, right, Island. Where right. any of those bankers, descendant of the Jews in the Rothschilds, isn't that Tell the best? That. I knew it. How best. long did it take? We came on the air at nine, so an hour and almost two hours before the Jews did it. Hey, man. Before the truth got through. Okay. The All right. Three zero three 1971. I wonder, it's a long way around the barn. Uh, I remember people used to think that Roosevelt was a Jew. Mind fear, mind fear, the great Jew is dead when Roosevelt died and Joseph Goebbels ran underneath in the bunker. Um, Twin Aspen Dental Center, Sedation Dentistry. When you need a routine cleaning, same-day crown, or one-day dental makeover, Dr. Brian Richter, Dr. Snyder, I got an appointment on the 27th, and they tell you on your internet, on the phone, you got an appointment. Their team will ease your dental anxiety... My family has gotten quality care. Twin Aspen Dental, my daughter goes, my son goes. The most up-to-date technology, less invasive treatments, traditional dental procedures. Don't let old-school fears keep you from a beautiful smile. This is for real, healthy mouth, relaxed, comfortable with sedation dentistry. Blake Gallagher just saved me. I just dumped coffee on the paper. I haven't done that since Casey was working on the job. Guys start out, they use the most up-to-date technology. Less invasive treatments, traditional dental procedures. Look, straight up. Don't let old school fears keep you from a beautiful smile and healthy mouth. Relaxed and comfortable sedation dentistry. I needed deep cleaning because I waited too long. This a couple years ago. Should have scheduled my cleaning, regular cleaning. Deep cleaning is quick, pain-free. It's been a while since you've seen a dentist. Don't wait. Take the first steps toward keeping your great smile And getting a better smell. Twin Aspen Dental's office located on Stroh Road. It's on Parker Road. Um, you go, you know, Parker Road to Stroh Road in front of the Lehman Academy in Parker. And Doc's a good guy. And and they're both, they're both wonderful people. And 303-841-7466. 303-841-7466. That's twinaspendentalcenter.com. 303-841-7466. Coming up. We're going to have Joe O'Day on. He said, he'll give us 10 minutes. I'll take 10. Ready to pull the pin? Let's pull the pin, get it done. Thank you.